Hello and welcome to Brickin' Bellway's very own podcast which gives you a unique insight into careers in the property building industry and life at Bellway. We'll be getting to know the Bellway team, debunking some stereotypes about working in the industry and giving you the bricks, metaphorically, to start building a career in construction and housing. I'm Laura Bell, Group Organisation Development Manager at Bellway. In this episode, I'm joined by the Managing Director of the Scotland East Division, Tracy Brady, Assistant Site Manager and Mental Health Advocate, Morgan Lindsay, and Dee Smith from Women Into Construction, the organisation that helps bring women into the industry, either as a career change or returning to work. So without further ado, let's start bricking it. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Can we get started by hearing a little bit more about you and your background? And for example, what does your current role at Bellway actually involve? Yes, thank you, Laura. I am the Managing Director of Bellway Scotland East. It's my 14th year as a Managing Director for Bellway. Having been in the house building industry for the last 30 years, I've spent 19 of those as a Managing Director, which is a role of leadership, quite a diverse role, strategic guidance and direction for the teams, making sure we achieve our missions and providing advice and guiding the operations. Alongside of that, I am passionately involved with Bellway in the support and mentoring of females coming through the industry. Fabulous. Now, this is quite a new role, isn't it? This is something that sort of just come into play because of all of the experience that you've got in the industry so have you got any thoughts about what we might do first? Yes it is quite a new role I'm passionate about getting involved in the construction side so females coming through on our sites but I'm also involved in some senior leadership work with females coming through different disciplines with some ambition to lead and be the future managing directors of Bellway. Fabulous, thank you. Morgan, delighted to have you with us. Can you share a little bit about your background and your current role at Bellway, please? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, thanks for having me on. I've been at Bellway for the past four and a half years now. Started as a trainee at the end of 2019 for the Scotland West Division. The first year I was on site, it was mostly shadowing the assistant managers, site managers and getting to know the trades. The second and third year I was de-released to Glasgow City College studying construction management and since then I've progressed to become an assistant site manager which is at my Ashlar Village site in Glasgow. Fabulous. And you're also a mental health advocate, is that right? Mm-hmm. So the mental health advocate role is extremely important on and off the site. It's about myself being present for anyone who'd like to have a conversation if they were struggling and my door is always open on site um, to listen and give advice and point people in the right direction. Fabulous. Really important role on site, I think, definitely. Finally, but certainly not least, D. Really appreciate you joining us today. Would love to hear a little bit about your background and your current role at Women Into Construction. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am Operations Director for Women Into Construction. We are a not-for-profit community interest company and we've actually been in existence now 15 years. And so that was last year we reached that milestone. We were born out of actually our Managing Director, Kath Moore, 
basically working in the lead up to the Olympics and identifying that there was a real shortage of women entering the industry, especially at site level roles. So really, we've stayed true to that to this day, really. So we go out and engage women across, I would say, England predominantly. So we're in various patches throughout England. And my role really is to ensure that we can engage women, engage businesses such as Bellway to help diversify their talent pool and really engage them with a marketplace and really those women that they may not have necessarily thought about engaging with, meeting, etc. So we do that through our employability programme model and Bellway actually, aside from being a member to the community interest company, they are also uh, one of nine employers on our women into home building program so you know it's great to to work be here and to work with Bellway on that and I've actually only been in women in construction for six months and it's a brand new role so my background is actually careers and employability programs so very much looking at sectorial challenges and then how can we create and deliver programs that can engage anyone from school age right up to returners to work those that are long-term unemployed. So yeah, I've worked in charity more so than construction previously, but all very much centred around finding great talent to enter the industry from wherever they may be and thinking about different career options. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Now, that's all great, but I'm bringing it. Really like to get to know our guests. So can you each tell me, Tracy, we'll start with you, what is your go-to afternoon snack? Uh, Toffee crisp. Good choice. Nice bit of chocolate. Morgan? I would need to say fruit on the go. Really? That's mm-hmm. so healthy. That's just new. I was getting into a bit of a routine with my site manager where it got to about two o'clock in the day and he'd open his top drawer and it would either be a Kit Kat or a penguin and he'd hold both of them up to me and I'd choose one and he'd throw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get out of that, that habit. Which side's that again? I might just have to come and visit. <laughs> Anyone who wants to throw chocolate biscuits at me, great. <laughs> Dee, what about you? Oh, I can't follow through. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to go back to the chocolate. It's a Twix or a Snickers. Good choice. Great stuff. So moving on, I've got a few questions for you all, if you don't mind. So at Bellway, part of our AD&I targets are looking at increasing the percentage of females, specifically in senior leadership in, in site-based roles, which Tracy touched on earlier. Question for all of you, really. So I know you all know this, but women are underrepresented in construction and they make up just 16% of the workforce currently. How do we go about breaking down stereotypes that are often associated with the industry and make it more of the norm to find women in site-based roles? Tracy, I'll go to you first. There's a number of things we need to address. We still don't have adequate female uniforms out on our construction sites and we don't always have adequate facilities for the females out on site. We need to do a little bit more at the grassroots so that young females can see the breadth of opportunities in home building Construction is one part of it and can often be seen as very physical, manual labour, very male-dominated, which obviously it is. If you look at our construction sites, if you look into our divisional offices, then it's a little bit more balanced in terms of that spread. We need to look at the role models. The more we can champion the successes of the females out there the more we can break down some of those barriers because we don't get the applications 
we don't get the interest in the industry. For sure. Dee, what, what's your view? How do we break down the stereotypes? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that, that it's not a one-size-fits-all um, by no means. I think that what we see through the work that we do on the Women into Home Building programme, and obviously in partnership with Bellway and the House Building Federation, is very much around that we really cast our net far and wide, I would say, and it's about how we utilise the opportunity and present the brands up front. So, you know, who are they? What does that mean? So, you know, really having quite accessible information around what the industry is and and what the brands are within it. I think that we do a lot of marketing of using previous participants of the program and they really form our alumni because, again, you can't be what you can't see. So essentially, how do we get that great case study, be it virtually, online or in person? And how do we make them part of the recruitment campaign, really? And also... We work heavily with various partners across where we are then delivering the programme. So it's about that, I think, long intervention process of raising that awareness. And I think also showing the different skills that are involved, because I think some of the time that can't be what you can't see, not aside from a gender perspective. It's also not knowing, you know, if you have been for example, having childcare for the last two years and been out of the workplace, actually, how do we prize out all of that great transferable skill that you've got and make that then articulate into a role and present that to a woman? You know, we see a lot of women and it's a real mixture in terms of some that have gone through qualifications, but just don't have that physical experience. And, you know, unfortunately, then are falling at that first hurdle in terms of the application process versus then those that have little or no experience, but are just open to the opportunity. And I think that's what's really key for us because then the programme that we provide, so in this instance, it's three weeks, we do actually a virtual delivery for the first week and we present all those brands. So, you know, we go out, we find those women in various, you know, community groups, utilising our networks with Department for Work and Pensions, you know, really look at, again, social media is great in terms of targeted awareness But then actually the first thing we we always try to do is make it accessible in the sense of saying, right, come and just learn. We're not expecting you to sign up at that point. We want you to, but if you don't, then that's success to us as well. And putting no pressure around it, I think is really key. And also there's allies. We have a great, I think, footfall in the the businesses. And I think businesses are are really at an exciting time where they're recognising the challenges with diversifying workforce in certain roles. And actually, they're really open to then joining us on that journey to then present to those women and to get them in that work experience. Because I think to have then, you know, that insight week followed by that two week work experience, you know, because we support that woman through that journey. If they then come back to us and say, you know, this isn't for me, but I'm thinking, what about this role? And it could be something completely different, you know, in the industry, then we'll support them on that journey. So I think there's a level of making them feel comfortable, flexible, open to the opportunity making them feel like there is an opportunity if you want it but at the same time you know it's a decision making process and then really presenting I think some strong brands with strong people in that are really great advocates for the industry and showing that they want to make change we still see challenges you know with some sites it may be they may be when they get to work placement they're the only woman at that site But I think then by having the network of the women that have come through the programme, as well as the business supporting and having that buddy piece, 
really helps that transition as well. So, yeah, so I think there's multiple things, definitely awareness piece and, and how can we take the great people that are in the industry, get them at the forefront during that recruitment and awareness period, followed by really great work experience and helping them see the transferable skills and the potential is there for them. I always say that there's a home for everyone in construction. It's just getting that across, <laughs> isn't it? So I like that definitely some key themes going on here so Morgan I'm interested in your take on this as as a woman who works on site in a construction role what what's your view I'd say first of all the construction industry needs to educate females and younger people about the opportunities that are available to them as early as possible whether that's your fourth year at school when a female when I was at school had no idea what I wanted to do it wasn't until Bellway came into school because they were building across the road from my school at the time and asked if anyone was interested in the trainee position. I didn't know about it at the time. If it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't have known where I would be now. But like Tracy said about PPE, I'm on site at the moment and my jacket's an extra small and it's far too big for me. Like things like that, it's not really practical. Yeah, need something a bit a bit more robust mm-hmm. that's, that's fit for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Tracy, coming back to you, as we've mentioned before, you're an ambassador for women in the leadership and construction roles at Bellway. What are some of the biggest challenges that you think women face in construction? Have you personally faced any? And how can we as a business collectively overcome or address some of these challenges? Yeah, so I think bit by bit we are addressing it. I think there are some positives. It's woefully slow and... If you look at what you can't see, so Morgan explaining that she didn't even think about construction, there we know the grassroots in terms of education isn't encouraging anybody necessarily, but certainly not the females, to look at a a career in construction. And we have a breadth of opportunities because it's quite a diverse... You know, we work in various disciplines and it's not unusual for somebody in one discipline to move to another and start to move around. I think that creating that awareness, so when we, if you were to look at something like LinkedIn, when we're promoting a site or a site manager's meeting or anything that's focused on site, most people will only see men. So go, it's not for me. So we've got to address the internals of how we operate. Part of my role, alongside of a number of people at Bellway, which is quite exciting that we're embracing it, is just to drop those little nuggets of information. The thing you thought was great to do might have caused a different negative vibe out there. And that's one of the biggest challenges we've got, is that because our workforce is predominantly male... I mean, I've explained... I've been a managing director in house building for 19 years. I've had a fantastic career in house building. We build homes. Our end user is everyone. So everyone plays their part in that design and building of that home. It's not a masculine matter. I think that role models encouraging female role models to share their experiences... Engagement, which we're getting much better at in the industry. But again, when it comes to networking, you'll be networking with predominantly males. 
when it comes to operating out in the field, you'll be operating with predominantly males. There's very few female electricians, female plumbers, female bricklayers, female roofers. It is getting that understanding of being part of a team. Being a site manager is not a physical job. It's physical in terms of you're outside, you're walking, there's fresh air, there's rain, snow, wind. There's all of those things. But a site manager is an organised job. It's somebody with those strong communication and engagement skills. And it's exciting to hear that we may look at people returning to work because if you're a mum or a dad, maybe, that stopped work to raise a family or to raise some small children, then you will have strong collaboration skills, you'll have very good communication skills, you'll be excellent in, in organisation skills and you you will have a lot to offer but a lot of people won't know that yet. And, and that's that's our role now. Absolutely. So as we've kind of mentioned, to support us in this agenda, we've partnered with Women into Construction to offer placements across all 20 of our divisions. Dee, I wonder, could you tell us a little bit more about how you and Women into Construction are encouraging women to, to get into the sector? Yes, so this is one of our, yeah, I mean... This particular programme is our flagship in terms of addressing that skills gap at site. So, you know, it's been a great opportunity and we've just come out of year one, you know, and we saw uh, 160 women apply to be part of that programme over the three cohorts that were delivered. So to us, there's definitely that interest there. And, you know, we were quite taken aback that the high proportions of women that have had previous degrees maybe in other disciplines or degrees in construction related disciplines but just hadn't had that kind of next step in just getting that bit of work experience you know really getting them in front of that opportunity and that employer so it's been quite good to see that really I guess the the women that are coming forward and that are really interested and open to the experience Compared to our other programmes, we run more regionally led programmes. They are a real mix of opportunities. So we have those that are interested in trades. We have, you know, a real mix of that white collar, blue collar roles. You know, there's a whole plethora at a local level. And I can't say that we see 20 plumbers turn up or 20, uh, you know, painters and decorators, which obviously we would love because we know that every everybody would bite their, bite their hand off. But it's great to still see. We ran a programme most recently in Coventry and it was great to see that we did have someone come forward who's, you know, doing painting and decorating. And she wants to continue that, but she just wants to find a great employer that will support her and, and give her more of a that whole experience of being part of a team and part of a culture and part of a business. Yeah, so we we go out to various areas of the UK where we've got these programmes happening. And essentially, part of our offer with these programmes is to always provide travel expenses, because if someone is unemployed, and that's going to be a potential barrier, we know that that will support them. But the other big piece that we do, which is quite a USP to us compared to some other employability programs that that do run programs, is we provide a contribution towards childcare. So we don't want that to be a barrier if we are having women that absolutely, as we've all just touched on, have got fantastic transferable skills and, you know, to manage a household as amazing skill base that can be transferred into the industry so so yeah so we provide things like that that then we believe and we've definitely had feedback that helped that initial 
decision making process of going, well, actually, this could be for me and I'm open to the opportunity. So I think in terms of just how we encourage women, we definitely use more of our alumni, people that come through the programme, as I've mentioned before, that case study material. And also, you know, the networks we work with. So we build up in in certainly key locations where we've got these delivery models, really strong community networks. We'll go out to particular organisations that may have men and women and from whatever background or barrier. And actually, we work with them to then present and find the women that would be interested in this. So, so it's a mix, I'd say, of utilising social media, because I think that we know that you know, for a point in time, it can have a really great benefit. It's not necessarily there to make a career decision, but actually people will pick up information and we can do a real targeted piece and utilising the content and materials we've got in terms of those role models and case studies and the businesses that, that we work with, but coupled with then really working at grassroots level to meet those women, to go out and run information sessions, present the employer to the woman and, and break down that barrier in the very first instance. So, yeah, so we, I would say, work more broadly so around employability, but to support that in terms of the women coming in. And then with the businesses, as part of our membership offer, we do offer, we have a trainer that conducts diversity and inclusion training. So actually, that's a great way to help businesses you know because there's great allies advocates you know within businesses but I'm sure you know that you're standing there going banging the drum going come on people like let's be part of this journey together and let's diversify and let's you know do x y and z but actually for us to come in and then run a session with staff to help if there are any potential barriers that people are facing on an individual basis or collectively then to have that training definitely helps with the movement of the business as well I think because yeah I agree it's not it's not for one person one or the other it's it's a team approach it's a collective approach so we try and tackle it that way on both sides really absolutely I think just from what you're saying it's really practical solutions like to remove barriers and make sure that there's a holistic approach it's not just an isolation everything links to everything else which I think is a is a theme that we're starting to see Yeah, and I think with the team that I've got, their roles are to engage the women but work through with them until they get post-placement because, again, if if those women come back to us and say, I'm still finding it challenging here, this has happened whilst on site, we can then also help to have those conversations should we need to or help, again, break down any barriers to make sure that that woman does sustain because sometimes these things happen we want it to be a positive experience so that we're there through the whole journey as well just to make sure that we can address any bumps in the road and again they're not feeling isolated in that journey okay looking at it from a different lens so we've just launched all of our 2024 early careers vacancies morgan coming back to you on this subject i know you progressed via an early careers pathway how did you find entering the construction industry as a woman and what support was available to you so to be completely honest, I did find it quite difficult at the start, but then I did gain that confidence that I needed right at the beginning. I think it was mostly the transition from being at school for the past 13 years, being surrounded by friends, obviously a big group of females, and then that transition of going to a building site, men, older men, it took a lot of personal growth, and obviously I had to be that bit thicker skinned just to put my voice across and ask for things to be done because it was a challenge obviously right at the beginning 
I think what people were forgetting was, yeah, I was there to learn the role of the assistant site manager, but I was also having to face that male environment, the dominance of how do I put my word across, like how do I try and fit in. It was obviously a challenge, but Bellway did help with that in the first year. The construction secretary at the time, Pam Casey, she would phone me up once a week just making sure that I was fitting in and that everyone was obviously being nice to me. The first day when I started with Bellway, they took me around every single department within our head office and introduced me. And it was obviously nice to know that everyone in that department knew that I was coming in that day too and they just explained absolutely everything that they do within Bellway and just made it that nice, welcoming environment for me. And did they give you a test at the end to see if you remembered everyone's name? They did, and I didn't do very well. (laughs) (laughs) Another question for all of you. How do you think we can inspire the next generation to consider careers in construction? What can we do? Dee, can I start with you? I think Morgan just said, actually, is how do you make it accessible and how do you bring the great like Morgan, out into schools, colleges. You know, I know that feels quite time intensive, but actually I think that there is research to back up that if a child at school has, and secondary school this is, has a minimum of three interventions and they're inspired, that's what helps inform their career choice. So actually to partner with schools and for businesses, which, you know, lots of businesses do do that, but I think it's more about we in a way that's a long-term that's a long-term project, but we'll have gains because, you know, straight away that person is going to say, and you think about the ripple effect as well, they're going to say, well, why don't three of us go to that recruitment day that Bellway are doing or whatever that may look like? And I think that that actually is really, really powerful. And going back to the piece of you can't be what you can't see, so actually having really that diversity going into the classroom or, or even on, you know, social media, those case studies and whatever platform it may be, making sure that they're diverse, making sure that, I think Tracy touched on masculinity, well, actually masculine language, you know, how are we conveying these messages and how do we make it feel really accessible to all? So actually thinking about that when we do talk to those groups and and engage them. And I think it's that open doors piece, how can we get them, even if it's a short site visit, that's one of the key cruxes to our programmes. We always do a site visit in that initial period so that actually before they feel committed to the work placement, actually women can feel what the site's like. So I think it's how can we make those doors open? But I think for the next generation, it's not going to be one size fits all again. It's going to be, okay, how can we create those those great case studies and role models to show them that they can be in that business? How do we present because you know the top two questions will always be can I progress and what's the salary so actually how can we be really forthcoming in that upfront conversation and not shy away from it because actually it's not just about that it's about the bigger benefits that a business has to offer as well and the ongoing development so I think it's it's just how do we bring all of that great stuff that I think sometimes we will really home in on an induction process or the first three months of when someone joins a business let's bring it out in the recruitment piece and actually a really recognise that it is a long-term programme of intervention to get that that talent pool really recognising you as a brand. Makes sense. Tracy, what's your view? Yeah, it is about sharing some good quality experiences amongst the females in our industry, isn't it? Showing that it is possible, there's a, a variety of roles you could do. We need to work on flexibility 
We need to work on the fact that not everybody understands home building. What they see is a male-dominated field because the public and the schools and the universities don't really come into our divisional offices where they see various departments. And some people from inside of the office move out to the field and some people in the field move into an internal you know, opportunity because there are so many different opportunities in the industry and it is a very it is an established industry and we need to break down those barriers which are in communication they're actually not in our hiring they're not really in our workforce anymore but it's encouraging people to join us so they can see all the benefits of being part of the family absolutely morgan what do you think? How can we inspire the, the next generation? So I would say Bailway, along with other larger construction industries, businesses, should be getting into schools at a younger stage between the ages of 14, 15 and 16. Luckily enough for me, I had that confidence when they asked if anyone was interested in my fifth year at school. I was like, yep, that's what I want to do. Like First time I ever thought, yeah, I'd obviously be interested in something like that. But we have like careers days where there'll be a few like stalls set up within the schools, whether that's third year and fourth year, before you set your hires and your advanced hires. And it's just information on different industries and mostly it's universities. Like I remember when I was there, it was universities, police, colleges, hairdressing. There was nothing to do with construction, absolutely nothing, apart from... And third year, fourth year, young boys who wanted to maybe be brickies and leave school early. Yeah. So there was nothing to do with other opportunities for females and younger people, maybe like at a management level within construction. Interesting. So what was it about when, you know, someone came in and said, there's this opportunity with Bellway, what was, what was it about that that you thought, actually, I'm really interested in that? When I was a lot younger, my mum and dad used to build houses. So I've always had that instinct of... I like property development, that kind of thing. And as soon as I went home that day, my mum and my dad were like, you need to do it. Like, you absolutely need to do it. And if you don't like it, you can go to uni. So that was that was just straight away. I was like, I need to try it. Obviously, my mum and my dad, they've both done it. So surely if they're recommending it to me, then I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. That's another really interesting point, isn't it? That I guess it's how do we get parents to be advocates of working in the industry because I think sometimes it's how how do we engage the individuals but especially when we're talking about you know younger people parents have a lot of sway like the you know their their view often carries we've talked about this a little bit I think a couple of you've mentioned advocates so obviously we're all conscious we need men to be part of the conversation it is statistically a male-dominated industry they currently represent the majority of the workforce do you have any advice for men about how they can be allies or better support women in construction? So I would just say, treat me as normal. The amount of times where I've been on site and it's like guys treat you as like a special case. And if you walk into a room sometimes and they'll just stop talking, it's like, you know, you can continue your conversation. I don't know. It's like, it's like they treat you sometimes a wee bit alien, but I understand that it can be a wee bit awkward for me at the start. Obviously, I'm used to it now. I've been with Bailey for four years. But 
it will be their first time maybe seeing a female on site and they don't know how to maybe act or communicate with them. So like I can kind of see it from both ends. So I think they just need to understand how maybe hard or challenging it is for a female coming onto an all-male site. Do you think it's because the the worry that you know they might they might offend in some way, so they just instead of just carrying on with the conversation, they just kind of say nothing. Do you think that's what what it is? Mm-hmm. So the amount of times where I don't know, maybe a guy will say something and then oh sorry, really really sorry, I didn't mean that. Like it's it's not gonna offend me. Like I'm used to it. Like it's just I don't know how would you say it? like guy conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel like they are being respectful and they maybe don't want to have that conversation in front of myself. But I think that's just at the moment, that's kind of how the industry is. So you need to be prepared for that kind of thing. But obviously that's why we're here trying to change change that instinct. Yeah. So it's a li- little bit like gender stereotypes and mm-hmm. play and almost assuming, you know, that because you're a woman, you might not like certain language, but mm-hmm. actually, you know, people are just people at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's just are. part of it mm-hmm. it's like it's like walking into a, a bar it's like you you wouldn't sh- you wouldn't shy away for that conversation like you would involve the conversation so why would you not have that whilst you're working monday to friday why does it need to change between monday to friday than it does at the weekend like it's part of that same conversation yeah i think that's a really good message from male allies you don't need to treat me differently i'm, I'm just one of the team mm-hmm. tracy what what do you think I would actively encourage them to share their knowledge. And that's embracing what Morgan's saying. I'm the same. I've got strengths. I've got learning. And I would actively encourage them to mentor and coach. And therefore, then they feel that responsibility and they get that enjoyment from seeing somebody flourish. So we we walk away from the, oh, we've got a girl on site. And we walk to, they're here to learn from you. You've got strengths, you've got abilities, let's go. And I would encourage them to do that because the majority of the people who work on our construction sites love to share their experiences. They're passionate about what they do. They'll do it for their entire career, the most of them. And by encouraging them to be involved as a mentor or a sponsor of the young females coming through, all the female returners to work coming through, I think you'll find they embrace that. I think that's a great point because actually, again, statistically and factually, because men make up a large part of the industry, there's loads of experience there. There's lots and lots of people. I can think of loads off the top of my head who work for Bellway who are really experienced, tenured, knowledgeable people. And it's, you know, to close the skills gap, we really need to like share their knowledge and pass that down to the next generation to make sure that we're capturing it so we don't lose it. So I think that's a really great point. Dee, what, what are your thoughts about men as allies? How can we get them to better support women in construction? Yeah, I totally agree with what Morgan and Tracy have said. I think that, yeah, I think it's about that inclusivity piece. It's recognising that actually women have great skills as well as men. But actually, that skill will only be enhanced by the transfer of knowledge and making them feel part of the team and to not shy away from certain situations or certain moments. Unfortunately, there is still some that go, oh, no, that's a bit too heavy and their own perception kind of gets in the way. And it's like, no, 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 treat them as the team member that they are. And then if, as a woman, they don't feel comfortable, they will express that. And then you can you know, navigate that. 
don't make assumptions for people and don't feel like you know you kind of in a way then create a bit of a bias and also I think there is the fact that they are part of the team there is banter we all do it I mean you get it's the same I always say it's the same on the other side if they walked into a room full of women we'd have our own banter and things like that and we've got to be mindful of that I think it's a two-way process you know but I think for yeah for men to be allies definitely that knowledge share definitely still making them feel part of the team you know empowering them as they would their peers and and men on the sites as well and in creating I think a safe and exciting environment for which they want to thrive so you know really there's nothing different to what they should be doing on a daily basis with whoever's in their team so yeah I agree with that I think we see actually we do see really great allies like we've had some that come along and they share their journey they share their experience but just it's been quite interesting that, you know, some events I've gone out to, men go, oh, I do employ women. I've got one on my site. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything bad. It's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, when you go, OK, don't like, I'm not going to be here and picket fence you and go, how dare you? You know, that's not good enough. So I think there's also a little bit in themselves to kind of calm down and go, look, we're just, you know, we're the same, but we just look different. Like It's kind of that thing, but it's OK. So, yeah, it is interesting. But I think, yeah, I agree with what the women are saying about it's that knowledge share it's making them feel inclusive it's the equity in it for sure okay so coming to the end of our our time today but just a a couple of finishing off questions from me if you don't mind answer from each of you please so why would you recommend that women apply for a career in construction tracy because they can have a very positive impact on the industry we build homes which i've shared earlier homes are for everyone and they will get a great deal of satisfaction and pleasure and enjoyment out of working in the industry. Yeah, very few jobs where you can actually see what you've created. That's right. Morgan? Well, it is an opportunity for women to get involved in an industry that they can still play an acting part in, even if they don't think it is for them. But again, I'm doing it now and I'm only 22, so I'm clearly living proof that you can do it. Indeed, I would say because, as I mentioned before, there's a home for everyone, and I think, as Tracy's alluded to, she's had a f- very, you know, fruitful, long career, and I think that that's amazing these days. I think, you know, it's recognizing that actually the industry there's an opportunity for all, and that actually you can still take that opportunity elsewhere in different parts of the sector, different parts of the companies. So I think that, yeah, I'd recommend it because they will find an opportunity for them that that works for what they're looking for and what they want to aspire to fabulous last question from me i promise have any of you got any advice or tips for women pursuing a career in construction or house building if you had one tip to share just one what would it be tracy don't be afraid to ask questions it's a strength not a weakness great tip morgan I would say don't be intimidated and be confident because you can do it. Excellent. Indeed. I would say just be open to the experience, be open to the the opportunity that you start somewhere and you could end up somewhere else over a period of time. So just be open to that first instance and take away the preconceptions or where someone has a concept of what construction and house building is. You know, be open to it for yourself. 
Thank you. So that wraps up our session on Bricking It With Bellway. A big thank you to Tracy, Morgan and Dee for sharing such great insights today. If you've been tuning in and are thinking about a career with Bellway, dive into our show notes for all of the info on roles available and how to apply. We'd love to have you on the team. <laughs>